Amen. You must believe. And uh, first of all, you must believe. Uh, and, and these points, uh, first of all, number one, you must believe that He is. He is. You know, God is. He is. He exists. And that's not, that's not, that is, uh, it doesn't matter whether somebody agrees, disagrees, uh, likes it, dislikes it. Uh, that has nothing to do with whether or not he is. He is whether we believe or not. Uh, he is. That, is. that is just a statement. Uh, you go back to the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God. I mean, God just, God just says that he is. There, is. there is no explanation. There is no uh, foundation where you come back and say, well, where did God come from? Uh, he is, and, and he is there. And so he has demonstrated that to us. He has shown us that in so many ways, uh, but he is. And, and the, the reality that we have to come to, we must believe that he is. Now, that takes faith. There has to be faith. Faith is not relegated just to Christianity. Faith is not relegated just to religion. The evolutionists will come back and say, well, I believe in science. You have faith. We have fact. No. It's faith is not just in religion. Faith is everywhere. And here when uh, we look at this, uh, faith, uh, it's not limited to the belief that God is. It's not limited to the belief uh, that God created the universe and time and space and matter, uh, that he created mankind, uh, that he came, uh, was born uh, of Mary, uh, came in the flesh, and uh, was, uh, he lived a vicarious life, uh, a sinless life, died a vicarious death. Uh, He rose again that third day. Uh, Faith is not just in religion that we believe that these things happen, and I believe that every one of those things happen. All right, I believe that, Uh, and uh, I believe that God, uh, God saves. I believe that. I believe in salvation. I believe uh, that God is willing. Uh, he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to, the, to repentance. I believe that. I believe that uh, the, the, the person that comes to God in faith and asks him to be their savior, that he will forgive their sins and, and write their name down in the Lamb's book of life and, uh, and give them uh, salvation. I believe that he is and that he is a prayer and answering God. I believe that he is. And as a Christian, we must believe that. We, it, it's vital that we believe uh, that he is and that everything that he has communicated to us is true. It's true. If we don't believe that he is, then none of the other things are going to matter. It's foundation. And without that faith that God is, and that God is true, if, if it's not true, then God's a liar. God is not a liar. So, 
Faith is not limited, though, to religion. Evolution. Dr. David Mentor on essays and origins, uh, he said this, one of the most fundamental axioms of biology is that all life comes from pre-existing life. All life comes from pre-existing life. That's biology. This is, this is not a Christian writing this. This is, a, this is an atheist scientist that's writing this. But one of, the, one of the problems that they face is that everything that they go back to to say life came from these, it came from something that was already living. And that's why evolution is still called a theory. But you talk to an evolutionist, and it's their religion. It is their faith. It is what they believe. Now, that is not to say that they are a bad person. That is just where they are at. Uh, they, uh, popular mechanics, this just came out uh, in, uh, uh, on uh, December 13th of 2022. Popular mechanics had an article written, uh, and it stated, Darwin was right. That's what Popular Mechanics is putting out. Darwin was right. Uh, and uh, going back and stating that the primor- uh, primordial soup is the source of all life. And Darwin's idea of that uh, primordial soup uh, and that everything formed out of that. Uh, but where did time, space, matter come from? Where did the soup come from? Uh, you see, they believe that it just was. And we believe that God just spoke and brought the worlds into existence. You see, both are faith. Both are faith. And there are people that have been taught this, but they need to be brought to a place where they put their faith in God. If you're here this morning as a child of God, you have come to a place that you believe that he is. That's, a, that's foundational. But everybody has to be brought to that place. Uh, so uh, in that primordial soup, they say that the chemicals being added to that primordial soup is where all of the cells, amino acids, and organic molecules began. And then later in the article, it says, then all of the million of monkeys were stirring that primordial soup. No joke. It's in the, I was going to put it up on the screen so you could see it there for yourself, uh, but there's Google ads right there next to it. Uh, And it was, uh, the Google ads were popping up. I'm like, I have no idea what ad is going to pop up. Uh, And there's no way that I'm going to put up some ad in Sunday morning uh, and something else be there. Uh, And so, uh, but but what what were they saying? They were saying that that the scientific world, uh, they are, uh, they are saying we have everything uh, that we have uh, and everything that exists comes because of that. Uh, and all those theories of revolution, they're not fact-filled, uh, but faith-filled. This morning, 
whatever it is that has brought you here today, I implore you, you must believe. You must believe. It's not good enough for somebody else to believe. You must believe. You have to have that faith that God is, that he is. Exodus 5, 2, the Bible says, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? Uh, there, was, there was a, a man and he was, he was looking. Moses came to him and said, God has said, you've got to let my people go. And he, uh, Pharaoh looked back and said, well, who is the Lord? Uh, and Moses was declaring uh, God uh, and that what God wanted. But Moses was not trying to explain God. He was was just coming and saying, this is what God has said. And God himself revealed himself to Pharaoh in so many ways. God himself answered that question. Somebody comes to you and says, "Uh, well, where did God come from? Uh, And you know what? You have to respond to that. There's no answer that you can give. It's an honest question. Where did the primordial soup come from? Both are faith. And here when we look at this, uh, Moses uh, comes to, to Pharaoh and he says, let my people go. And, and, and God then, God is big enough to explain himself. God is big enough. If, if you want to know where God came from, you want to know God, then you ask God. If you're not sure that God exists, then ask God if he exists. You know why people don't want to ask God why they don't want to ask God if he really exists? Because if they know and believe that he does not exist, what what danger is there in saying, well, God, if you're there, show me. If I really don't believe he's there, then I would have no problem saying, God, if you're there, show me. But there's a fear because if he is there, and he is, then I'm going to have to submit to him. I am going to have to recognize that if God, if there is a God, then I am under that God. There is an authority above me. So here we see uh, Moses, he goes, uh, and, and God himself reveals himself to Pharaoh uh, with the ten plagues and uh, with the people of God and with the provisions of God and the plan of God and the protection uh, of God and even in the pursuit uh, as as. Pharaoh is pursuing uh, the, uh, the Israelites. What do we find? We find that God destroys in final judgment. He shows Pharaoh that he is God and closes up that Red Sea and destroys. You see, uh, we must believe. You must believe. Uh, you must believe uh, that he is. Number two, you must believe that he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. God is good. 
God is good. God is good to all. God is good to the just and to the unjust. Matthew 5, 45, he said that you may be, be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. God is good to everyone. God is good. And he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now notice what it does not say. It does not say that he is a rewarder of them that know about him. Right? He is a rewarder. It does not say that he is a rewarder of them that obey him. Now, God blesses obedience. And I'm not, I, I am not uh, provocating that we do not obey God. I, I'm just telling you, that's not what this says in this verse. He does, he's not saying that he is a rewarder of them uh, that know about him. He is not a rewarder of them that just obey him. He says he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This is absolutely relational. It's relational. It's not enough just to know about God. It's not enough just to follow biblical principles. Though you will be blessed if you follow biblical principles. It works. But here God is saying, I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Next month is stewardship month, and I should have saved this message for next month. But the word rewarder here is it's the word uh, that, uh, uh, let, me, let me get to this in my notes. It's uh, mystic. Mistapodites, uh, and it means a person who makes a payment in return for services. It's talking about a transaction. God is not a debtor to anybody. When God says, You seek me. I will take care of you. I will bless you. Now, I'm not preaching prosperity gospel. But let me tell you, God, God is good. God is a good God, and he wants us to be close to him. And in this, uh, this, this uh, reward, uh, he is stating that he will give those blessings, those resources to those who diligently seek him. But if you're going to be the recipient of that, you must believe that he is, and you must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
You've got to believe. It all comes back down to that faith and that relationship. Uh, and this blessing, uh, those blessings, there are going to be many blessings uh, that we will receive in heaven. Uh, there are the crowns that uh, we could receive. And I'm not going to go there this morning. Uh, but in heaven, uh, there are many blessings. Matthew chapter 10, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. The Bible says, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. The exact same word, uh, that, uh, that blessing uh, that will be given. Uh, he said, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So this word blessing, we go into Matthew 5 and we have what's called the Beatitudes. These Beatitudes, the word blessed, uh, it literally means to, it's characterized being blessed and highly favored. Happy are. Uh, uh, highly favored are ye. And he gives these uh, different uh, characteristics of the blessed. Uh, but with that, he says that there is a reward that comes, and that will be in heaven. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 8 and 9. The Bible says, now he that planteth, planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own, same word, reward, according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Second uh, Timothy 4.8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Second John verse 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we shall receive a full reward. Uh, God, God is good. God is good, and, and you must believe that he is. You must believe that he is a rewarder. I wonder how many rewards we miss. We had enough belief or faith for salvation, but not for life. You know, this next month I'll be teaching on biblical principles and stewardship. And as soon as a pastor gets up and talks about money, people turn him off. Money-grubbing preacher. Whether you give or do not give, I want, your, I want God to bless you. And what I know is that following biblical principles and stewardship, it works. And there are people all over this auditorium that can testify I mean, it just doesn't pencil out, but it works. But until you take those steps and you believe, you don't get the rewards. You must believe. We want the rewards without the faith. Because when our faith is tested... That's when we find ourselves doubting. Well, God, I'm tithing, but I'm still having financial problems. There, there are realities in life that we will face. 
I mean, all you got to do is go to the grocery store right now. My goal is not to go to the grocery store. And Deb usually does all the shopping, very seldom. Uh, Usually I get through an entire year with going to Walmart once. An entire year. I have already lost that battle this year. But here, God says, listen, you must believe. He says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We see that there's blessings going to be in heaven, but we also see that there are going to be blessings here on earth. He is a rewarder. God blesses us when we follow his principles and when we seek him uh, in our life. Uh, those blessings are here on li- in life. Nine, nine beatitudes are there. The blessed are, happy are. Those are are all there in Matthew 5, uh, and he says that we are happy and highly favored. Problems come, and persecutions come, and trials and tribulations, they come. Yet God is good all the time. God is good all the time. But you must believe. You must believe that he is. You must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Because if you do not believe that, you will stop taking steps of faith. If you don't believe that when problems come, you will stop being obedient. Well, it's not working. Everybody look up. There we go. Okay. All right. So uh, he, he is a rewarder. And we look at the different people in Scripture that we lift up because of their faith. Uh, These were people that were faced with trials and tribulations, yet they kept on believing. They kept on believing. And then at the end, you see all the blessings that come. Why? God is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. Uh, you look at Joseph uh, in hatred uh, of his brothers and sold into slavery and bought and sold uh, as though he was a piece of, uh, uh, of merchandise. Uh, he was wrongly accused. He was in prison. Uh, but God is a rewarder. And what do we find? How God used him greatly in his life. Uh, and he looked at his brothers. Ye meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And the blessings that he got to enjoy uh, later in his life. The three Hebrew boys, they were subject as well as was Daniel uh, to the Babylonian captivity and the the different deportations and taking uh, these young uh, Hebrew boys from their homeland of of Jerusalem and Israel and taking them uh, to uh, Babylon. Uh, And they were made slaves. They were made eunuchs. Uh, Their whole, their language was changed. Their culture was changed. The, The religion Religion that was imposed upon them, uh, and yet these Hebrew boys, they stood for God. And what do we find? That they were willing to go into a burning, fiery furnace, yet God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. They threw the Hebrew boys in. Nebuchadnezzar looked in and he said, Didn't we cast three in? He said, I see four. And one of them has a likeness of the Son of God. Now, how how did he know that? 
God is a rewarder. We must believe. Problems come. Just believe. Believe God is. Believe God is a rewarder. He is there with you. He knows what you're going through. And if we are going to see the blessings on the other side, don't allow the the problems of life to, to rob us of our faith. We must believe. Daniel cast into the lion's den. The apostles uh, imprisoned and even uh, become martyrs for the Savior. Uh, and, and, and with that, uh, we just see that God is a rewarder. Do right. Diligently seek Him. Uh, desire God's presence in your life. Desire to draw close to Him. What will happen? Your faith will grow. Believe. You must believe. You know, it's, it's one thing for an atheist to look at God with a wrong view. It's tragic when a child of God has a wrong view. There was an author... His name was Sam Harris, and he wrote, wrote a uh, best-selling uh, book. And this atheist writer, he said, either God can do nothing to stop catastrophes like this, or he doesn't care, or he doesn't exist. God is either impotent, evil, or imaginary. Wow. Wow. But somebody that has no faith in God, that's one thing. But we have seen, we have experienced in our own life when problems come. Doesn't God care? Let me ask you a question. Does God care? Yes, he does. You must believe. Problems are going to come. Catastrophes are going to happen. Is God unable to change that from happening? No, God can do anything. But the results of what happens in life should not determine my faith in who God is. You see, that's where we separate out the hall of faith and other believers. Because those that are in the hall of faith, they kept believing through the trouble. They kept on believing even though it was hard. Is your, situation the, is your situation the basis for the character and love of God? Think about that for a second. Is God being good, His character and His love, is it based completely on how He treats me?
That's a little challenging, isn't it? Because sometimes things happen to us. We experience things that are hurtful. But that does not mean that God does not love me. Right? Because God is love. Do we believe that? It doesn't mean that I have to be able to explain an infinite God. There are questions I have for God. Now, when I see the Lord, I'm not going to probably ask any questions. Have you ever found yourself in a spot, you were with somebody, and then later you come back, oh, I should have asked them that question, or I should have said this. When we see God, we're not going to do any of that. But the reality is there are some things when I read in my Bible, there's, there's some things that happen here on earth, and I look around, and I cannot rationalize it in my mind of how or why or what good would come out of that. But let me tell you, I still have my faith in God. I trust God. I believe that he is. I believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And with that, that faith that we have, it draws us closer to him. When we allow the doubt to come into our life, we will start to question God. There's a difference between asking questions and questioning I have no problems with somebody asking me questions. It's, there's a difference. And when it comes to our faith, what do we, God doesn't owe us anything. When we come back to this hall of faith, the Bible draws us and God brings uh, this this truth to us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You keep seeking him, you keep believing, and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. You say, well, what does that blessing look like? I, I don't know, but I know that that blessing will look like being, having joy. Why? Matthew 5, blessed are. Those are, that word blessed, it's happy. Happy are, blessed are, joyful. Following the Lord brings Blessings. And having faith and trust in God doesn't mean that we have to be able to explain and give an answer for everything. But we need to believe. And one day, we'll look back and we'll see a life that has been lived and many blessings with that. Uh, this morning's brother, uh, brother uh, James' birthday this morning. And, and, and with that, you know, you, you go through life and uh, as we get older, you start looking back over life. And when I was younger, I was looking forward to everything. And I was like, man, do you remember when? It's just, it's just sort of a, a shift there. Now, now, with that, we've got to make sure that we are living this life pleasing to God.
And that's a life of faith. That's a life of trusting him when you don't understand why. That's that life of believing that he is and believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Because if we don't believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, then we're not going to. We will not continue to uh, follow and live a life of faith. We will not continue to seek him in our life. If we don't feel like God is going to bless us for that, we will, we will back off. We will, we will allow all of the, the maybe hurts, misunderstandings of life, we will cause those to become that wall. And we can find ourselves just like this author that questions God. He is. He, he exists. Uh, he, got, he is God. He is present. He is aware. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. He is able. He's loving. He is. And he is a rewarder, a blesser. Uh, it's not a word, but I like it anyway. He is a blesser. Uh, he is a rewarder. Uh, he is the giver of life. He is the provider of life's needs. And you and I, we need to believe he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You must believe. Are you saved this morning? Amen. Have you come to that place where you recognized that you were not saved? You're not a child of God. You sinned against a holy God and needed a Savior. If you're here this morning and you're at that spot and you've not accepted Christ, let me encourage you, believe today. Believe today. There's a young man, his name was, lost his first name, his last name was Jacoby, and he wrote a testimony of his salvation. And, and as he, he read it, he was a biology uh, grad from Tennessee uh, uh, State University. And uh, he was raised uh, and was an, was an atheist even as a child, just denied the existence of God. And, uh, and he was an atheist and he went into college and, uh, and he brought all of the teachings in and he, he allowed them to solidify his his antagonism against God. Now, why is it that if God doesn't exist, why do we have to hate him? Why is so much energy put against someone who we don't even believe is there? I hate you. You're not there. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, but there is an antagonism against God and here he he had that, and, and but with his his uh, being a single man, he had he had some friends, and his friends were Christians, and his his Christian friends, they were moral. They were honest. They were happy. And so he started recognizing that though he didn't believe in these, these Christians' God, he, he recognized that the, the belief system of Christianity had value and merit. And God just kept using little things to work in his life. He would battle 
inside his mind. He would go back and uh, he, he stated how he would get into debates. Now, uh, debate is not a conversation. There, we can all converse about things and have different opinions and still have a conversation. But a debate is not a conversation. It is absolutely one side trying to, uh, to uh, debunk the other person's side and to validate their own point of view. And so he would start having conversations, and every time he would have a conversation, it kept undermining his antagonism towards God. He finally went into, he decided he was going to go into a church. He walked into a church. You know, we have atheists walk into our church. We have antagonists walk into our church. We have people that will come in that honestly don't have a belief system. You know, the reality is we need to try to make sure we help them. Not attack them. And here, uh, the, he went into a church and he was, he was torn up inside because of this. He couldn't, re- he couldn't reconcile his beliefs with what he was feeling was right. And so he came in and he listened. He said when he first walked in the doors, as soon as he walked in, he started weeping uncontrollably. He said, I didn't plan it. He says, I couldn't stop it. He said, I had to get up. Somebody came over, an elderly couple came over. They must have been about 54, 55. And uh, an elderly couple went over there and uh, took him out to the foyer and helped him get composed of himself. And uh, then later, uh, he told them that he did not believe in God. And, and so they pointed him to another, uh, another believer in the church who was a uh, biology major and was in the profession and was a biologist. And so this man and him, for three weeks, they would sit down and every one of his science, all of the scientific uh, questions and arguments came back and there wasn't a scientific problem with faith. He said after three weeks, he came to a place where he put his faith in Christ. You know, not everybody gets saved right off the bat. I got saved first time I heard it. I mean, it just clicked. It all just made sense to me. And I just, I grabbed a hold of it. But that's not everybody. But you must believe must believe. If you don't believe now, you will believe when you die. Heaven and hell, hell is not just for those that, that it's, it's not just for people that know and believe God exists and rejected him. It's for anybody that does not accept Christ. There's only one way, and it's through Christ.
you're not saved, get saved today. If you believe, where are we at in this belief that he is a rewarder? Follow God. Follow after God. And you will be blessed. You must believe. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for being a God who is uh, all loving and being a God who uh, cares about the needs that we have. And I pray this morning that you would just work in our midst, those that are here in person, those that are online. Uh, Lord, if there's one today that has rejected you, I pray today that you would just draw them to yourself and uh, may they be saved. Lord, I think about those that are saved. And Lord, help our faith to grow. Help us uh, to diligently seek you. And may that uh, result in us being able to enjoy the blessings that you have for us. You are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. And so I pray that you just help us this morning. Heads bowed, eyes closed. He said this morning, Pastor, I am a child of God. I'm saved. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I died, I'm going to heaven. Pastor, that's me. Uh, Just slip your hand up as a testimony to the Lord. Pastor, I'm saved. Amen. Amen. All across the auditorium, you can put your hand down. He said, Pastor, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm concerned about it. Pray for me. I won't come back to you. I won't embarrass you, but I want to pray for you. Say, Pastor, pray for me. Just slip your hand up right where you're at. Slip your hand up. Let me pray for you. You're unsure if he died right now, you'd go to heaven. You're concerned about it. Just slip your hand up. All right. So I'm going to say that everyone here is a believer. So believing that he is, believing that he is a rewarder, If you believe that he is a rewarder, you diligently seek him. There are blessings coming your way. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up in in your following him. He will bless you. And you might be going through burdens and struggles and your faith might be tried, uh, but keep on following him. Uh, Father, I pray that you'd help all of us to grow in our faith this morning. May you work as only you can. For Christ's sake we pray, amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. If the Lord spoke to your heart this morning, you respond. Maybe maybe you need to uh, just come and talk to him about your situation and your faith and your walk. Maybe you're here this morning, you've been saved and you need to and you follow the Lord in believers' baptism, and you need to get, uh, you need to join. Let me encourage you to come. We will welcome you.
Amen. This morning we had Brother Jim Badger come, and he is joining the church this morning. And praise the Lord, uh, he's been saved and baptized.